0: What's up and welcome back to another kind of funny screencast. This is, of course, our Loki breakdown for episode three of season two. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by Sucker Punch's own Andrew Goldfarb. Hello. That intro was sick. Oh, my God. It's so, <laughs> dude, so Kevin good. Kevin Kennedy,
1: Carter Harrell. They're just too good. Yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised anymore, but it's, that was, that was uh, insane. every
0: single time. It, it, my favorite thing is when we like use intros like new intros for a show like week after week and I only see it the one time a week, but it gets me every time. It's always like, God damn, that's good. So shout out to them. yeah. Um, Of course, we've been doing the show every single week, and we're going to continue to do that as we make our way to the finale of this season. Uh, So you can be back here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com to watch. If you want to listen, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. Uh, In the entertainment realm of everything, we're still doing in review. We're doing Saw in review. We just did Saw 10, uh, and you should definitely check that out uh, next week or this week. No, next week we got Jigsaw and then we have Spiral from the Book of Saw to end everything before we return to the MCU and review where we will do a Captain Marvel rewatch leading into the Marvels. It'll be my first time rewatching Captain Marvel since theaters.
1: Yeah, I haven't either.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's one of the rare ones that like, and I think it's just because the, the timing of it, of where it came out. Oh,
1: my God, yeah, because then it was all about Infinity War and Endgame and everything. Yeah, Yeah, and
0: Infinity War, Endgame, and um, even Far From Home, I would say, like, those had so much more just, like, immediate, like, oh, I need to rewatch these, where, like, I enjoyed Captain Marvel, but, like, um, I'm excited to rewatch it now, but... Um, After Secret Invasion, ex- oh, exactly, yeah, that <laughs> so one all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, you can go to Patreon.com/kindoffunny to go above and beyond and support us. Here, you get the shows ad free. You get to watch a whole bunch of them live as we record them. You get a bunch of bonus content, and you get to be a Patreon producer like James Hastings, Jedi Master Deadpool, Casey Andrew, and Nathan Lamoth have done. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp and Immersion Fragrances, but I'll tell you about
1: that later. Goldfarb, Loki, yes. Uh, I've been loving it. It's uh, really good. Yeah, like it's it's interesting for me because I really, really like the first two. Uh, I liked this one, but it you know we're at that pivotal we're halfway, mm-hmm. and so we're at that point where I'm like, okay, great, like we have Renslayer back. Um, I, we're full spoilers already, right? Yep, full cool. spoilers, everybody. For this uh, one, glad we have Renslayer back. Glad we have he Who remains got our our Quantum End credit scene payoff. Yep. Uh, yep. Finally, one Which, of those. <laughs> uh,
0: honestly, like it's a rare thing these days to actually get a follow up on a, a
1: post credit scene. It's within insane. a year of the title coming out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we still haven't seen Kit Harrington. We still haven't seen like any of those um, Hercules. I'm never going to see Hercules. Although the Balder references, we'll, we'll get to that. That we'll to is that. interesting. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I think it's great. I think um, it'll be what happens like in the next week or two will be pivotal. I think because for me. They, I was really excited to like, are we going to find Miss Minutes? Are we going to, you know, figure out a way to open uh, the, the, loom the loom or whatever they're getting into? And now we found them and great. I'm a little worried we're going to spin our wheels now um, because like uh, my, my fear at the end of this is that we might just have kind of a, a double bottle episode next week where we get, um, you know, he remains in the TVA and they're interrogating him or whatever. Wow. So you think is he who remains? Well, because I think that's a conversation point, right? It's it's Victor Timely. It's Victor Timely. I I was actually very confused by the like it. it, A lot of the show, I have to stop and think, and then be like, maybe it's more fun if I just don't think about it. But, um, (laughs) But it's like when they when they gave the book to young him, I was like, oh, so wait a minute, like he grew up on Earth. Like, there's like there's there's so much like um. When I think of all of these Kang variants, I I don't necessarily think of them all coming from here you know i think of them as like landing in a space shuttle or whatever they're doing or being in a bunch of universes so i stopped and was thinking about him growing up on earth and and decided just move on from it um because like it's the same thing with like any of the the time travel and and time loop stuff they've been doing like the branch timelines and everything every time we go to a new place um i i don't think this guy literally is he who remains no like yes he's a totally a variant but i imagine oh you think oh i guess that's true because he who remains didn't begin as he remains, he began actually yeah. just any King variant. That's interesting. So it is interesting. I'm with you that.
0: where it's like the time stuff, Can they're, they're having so much fun with it, but what yeah. I do appreciate is that Loki, so far in the MCU, I think has been the thing that and, and I said this last week uh, for screencast mm-hmm. listeners, but like I feel like it's been the thing that we all as MCU fans want to apply all the other shows and movies to in terms yeah. of its logic where I feel like it tried its best to follow what end game presented in terms of time travel and then take it even further with explaining i mean it literally was the thing to define variants right like we yeah we call them variants because of uh loki and setting up the rules of the sacred timeline even like that 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 the words there like the iconography of it all and uh then when we watch multiverse of madness or spider-man no way home or um uh any of the other multiverse stuff that we we've had recently quantum mania even We're always trying to make it fit into Loki rules and it doesn't necessarily add up. And that's what I think frustrates us with the direction the multiversal saga has been taking. Um, But I feel like in season two of Loki, it continues to me to feel like the stakes are so clear to the characters and it's very focused on this, this core group. But the ramifications are clearly to the universe multiverse of Marvel. And I buy that in the, in Loki more than I do in a lot of the other things. And I feel like they're doing a good job with all that. But I'm with you that it does require a lot of hand
1: waving and yeah. a lot of "I believe you" that this makes sense type logic leaps. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. And like, um, I I don't want to trick myself yet again into thinking the TV shows are going to have such big ripples. Like, I I really we're how many shows in now? Like ten. Legitimately, <laughs> it, I think yeah.
0: this is the tenth.
1: Yeah, and so it's just if like eleventh. Yeah, God. And, and so I get to that point where I'm like, you know what, like, I, I want to just try and enjoy it, which I know is like not an MCU thing, but I want to just enjoy it as much as I can in a vacuum. And then obviously if it, if it reaches further out, great. Because um, yeah, the end of Loki season one was so fascinating to me because I was like, they're not going to, you know, and they re-explained it in no way in uh, Far From Home and they re-explained it in uh, Multiverse of Madness. And I think they did a worse job. And they just did exactly. straight up in Loki. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, but yeah, Whether this is He Who Remains or not, it, Victor Tomley, whatever, I assume he'll be able to do the loom thing they need, you know? So it's like whatever's happening in the TVA and then whatever's happening at the end of time. Like I did in the same way that there's like time slipping and time is finally meaningful in the TVA itself. I thought it was a really cool touch to have the body decayed. Uh, the end of time there. Is not the end of time. Exactly. Like that stuff is really cool and intriguing to me, but that's kind of what I was saying. Like I, I don't know, like there's so much momentum right now and I'm really into it. And I just have a little bit of fear that we're just going to get a lot of exposition next week in just those two locations. We're just going to have whatever happens with Victor Timely at the TVA and whatever's happening at the end of time. And like there will be necessary information there. but I'm a little nervous. It's going to slow it to a crawl. And then they're just going to drag their feet. Here's my my very quick Marvel TV problem in general you always know where it's ending. Mm-hmm. We know it ends with whatever's going to happen with the loom, fixing it, or it, it blows up or whatever's going to happen. The way they get there is, I think what makes some shows better than others, you know? Yeah. And so I, I hope we just maintain momentum and it's fun. And there are a few more twists and it isn't just, we drag our feet until Victor opens the thing. And then there's something unexpected there. And Miss Minutes tries to hack into it or whatever it's, whatever be, you you know? Know it is. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: No, I'm so with you. I'm really, really, really loving this show uh, so far. I, Loki is one of my favorite, um, of the shows one of my favorite of the MCU projects period and I do think that with the quality of this show so far this season I think it's kind of cementing Loki as a property season one and two as really 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 high on my MCU list like top 10 for sure debatably top five if they end up sticking the landing with all of it because I feel like it just has so much fun uh with what it it has and it works so well within like I was saying earlier, the entire universe, but also like the stories it's telling. It's so much fun to watch. Like Owen Wilson is just great. The chemistry the characters have is so fun. And um, they're presenting mysteries that I'm interested in that don't need to be solved with. And then Dr. Strange shows up or, and then this cameo happens. It's more mysteries that I'm like, oh, you guys are kind of like breaking, creating rules, breaking your own rules, coming up with new versions of that constantly. But It needs to build to something that feels like, all right, now here are some answers. And my biggest fear is this season's going to spin its wheels of setting up so many mysteries and kind of being like, all right, we'll figure them out at some point, you know? Exactly. Well, especially because like Loki
1: season one, which I think I agree, I think is um, on any given day, it's either that or WandaVision, I think is my my favorite, but it's, um, it it felt so novel and interesting and and define these rules, but like. We also, that was, like, the first real multiverse thing we got, you know? So, like, so many multiverse things later where it's, like, almost to the point where it's become exhausting. Um, they have a lot to do to keep it interesting. And I think so far they have. It was actually, because, yeah, I love, love anything with Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Like they're just great. It's the best body, body cop dynamic. I love it. Um, I didn't realize until this episode when we had, you know, all the kind of OG crew from last season back, I was like, can I miss Obi? You know, oh, like yeah, I missed yeah. the new characters, um, which I think is a great thing. It's Totally, a compliment to the show that they're that they're working as well as they are. Um, I did love when they got to the to that timeline. I loved um, like Owen Wilson just really enjoying <laughs> the, the World's Fair like before yeah. they even found anything. Um, yeah, they, I mentioned earlier the Balder reference is super interesting. All that stuff um, was
0: cool, and yeah. I, I keep talking about the score of this show. Like Natalie Holt, the composer, is just so damn good, and like their uses of the the Loki theme the green theme like all the themes that they have and they just go so hard with versions like I love that they're just committing to the I mean the Marvel Studios opening of this one was incredible the old timey
1: one was amazing the old timey
0: like like (laughs) kind of like pure um, fest not festival pure carnival type music uh like old timey stuff was so good for the Marvel Studios intro itself. But then even like as they're at the different places, we're getting the Loki themes in the different styles like they had last episode as well. Love that stuff. And it feels it gives the show such identity that I really appreciate. Yeah. Um and then when you see the Asgard stuff or Sylvie, the Asgard themes popping in. And like they just they're they're doing what I always wish Marvel projects would do, which is just like Commit to so much of the uh, aesthetics mattering more than than some of the other movies or shows do. You know?
1: Yeah. No. No. I I totally agree. I also I loved like the not that it was like slapsticky, but like just the old timey music even during like the chase sequence when they're like looking for Victor and stuff. A little goofy, but yeah. Like, but it worked. They did it. Yeah. You know? It, I really liked that. I liked um while they were chasing around. I was trying to. I'm not like a frame by frame guy, but I, I was trying to like look like they ran through like a an Egypt exhibit, and it like felt like it was referencing all the other kings too that we saw in um. Yeah, oh like there was, shit! Yeah, but so, you're right. That's so interesting. Even with like in his room, like with yeah, the, yeah those all the the Asian inspired stuff. exactly. So it's like I don't know oh. enough about all the king variants, but I thought that was like a nice little subtle way of doing that too yeah um i haven't gone super deep into like easter eggs this season at all but i imagine yeah, there have been neither. a bunch of of little things too, too many games coming um, out man that's so, the thing it's busy
0: yeah um so it's you bringing that up is interesting because um I really loved the sexual tension between this cartoon clock. <laughs> yeah, like and uh Ravona and uh and uh, Victor Timely, like I thought they did a good job with that. Didn't expect it. Yeah. Loved how Miss minutes was used in this episode and like her and the different color schemes and all that was like really fun. Um and the fight scenes involving like when they're on the Ferris wheel and Sylvie getting involved in the switcheroos of like Loki. I thought it was super fun. I thought they like did a good job with all that. But the constant kind of backstabbing and trading sides of stuff. I thought was really interesting, especially the line about Loki being like, it's what he does. I yeah. loved that. Um, I thought that was super fun, but the um, actual like miss minutes, Ravona, uh, Victor timely, like the way that they kind of partnered up or turned on each other and all of that stemming from her saying a partnership and miss minutes kind of making Victor be like, I don't want a partnership. Like that doesn't sound good. I think is so interesting that they're kind of setting up for the council of Kangs, yeah. right? He's partnering with himself and he's okay with that. But I love that so far, every Kang variant we've seen has one thing in common, which is they're lonely. Like yeah, they are sure. stranded in some way. They have nobody to talk to with their same kind of knowledge base or whatever. And I think it's really smart for this show to kind of start seeding and building that out. And I feel like moment to moment in this episode with Victor Timely, I was like, are they going to kill him by the end of this episode? Is he, uh, is this whole loom presentation he's doing a fake fraud magic trick more than it's actually anything real? Is he going to end up being he who remains? I like that I'm asking these questions and I feel like they've crafted the narrative in a way that like is keeping me engaged to ask the questions as opposed to being like, all right, none of this fucking matters, which right. could be so easy.
1: Yeah, I think that's the fear. Again, we're at the halfway point, and I think so far it's, it's been going well. But yeah, I just like, I don't want to be scared because I'm enjoying it, but I just like, these shows have hurt me before, you know? Yeah. And it's like, um, it's a really good point about like the kind of solitude of each of these variants we've met so far. I actually really liked even the Miss Minutes kind of origin story, um, like this idea that yeah. like, he needed someone to play chess with. It's just like, again, you're totally right that, that that's been like a common set up for them um i like making miss Minutes into like a character mm-hmm. i think it's really cool that she has like a presence i even like um as lame as it is like obviously we saw her last season but i like the little uh the work they do with the animation that she's like when they're in the barn at the beginning she like hides behind yeah. wood or whatever like I, I like how they they even just have her like present in the scene and i, I like it's such a weird little thing but loki's
0: saying the cartoon clock yeah, like, yeah. i like that in their world she looks like a cartoon and yeah. they, they can acknowledge it that way like there's something about that that just brought me in just a line of dialogue that like, they, if they didn't have it, it kind of just feels like, Oh, there's this weird CG thing there. But like him saying that it's like, Oh, that's what it looks like to him, which yeah. I think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. It, it, I think it's going to be interesting. Like Sylvie right now is like, I, I also thought she was just going to stab Victor timely. Cause there's something that's like darkly funny about like every time she kills yeah. a Kang variant, she just kills them. Like no questions asked. Um, I think the arc they're obviously setting up for her is that like, her whole thing, her whole anger at He Who Remains was, like, this idea of taking away free will. But it's, like, if she's killing King variants before they have a chance to do anything, then she's taking away their she's free will. Like, yeah. Thing. So it's, like, yeah. I, I imagine that's what they're getting at, and that was kind of what it seemed like her her conflict was here. Um, I, we're seeing so little of her so far. Like, we like I kind of think we need, like, a, a... Maybe not a Sylvie-focused episode. We just need her there uh, and, and present during a lot of this. So... Um, yeah, I, I really... Again, like, we have Loki and Mobius and Victor Timely are going to be at the TVA, and then we have this... Whatever's happening at the end of time with Miss Vince and Ravana. So Sylvie is, again, separate from the action. So I just... Um, I hope... It, it feels like it'll be a delicate balance. I hope they're able to to pull all this together and not have it just feel like, um, I don't know, like, dragging their... You know, killing time until we get to episode six, and then, you know, everything comes together, and, and we see it right Or they're just like, yeah. I'll figure it out next time. Um, but I do... I. When we think about implications for the MCU, I want to talk about that.
0: Yeah. After a quick word from our sponsors. This episode's brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep just because I can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a great place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace and it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries it empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge you can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelpaglpcom slash kinda funny Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price,
1: Priceline. We're back. That was a great read, by the way, to you or whoever it was. It was, um, it was, yeah, it was you, of course. How could I forget? Um, the, um, but yeah, the, um, the implications for the MCU, if the loom explodes or, you know, because they're not going to fix it. Like, you know, it, this doesn't end neat and tidy. Like, whatever happens, that's a big mess. I'm hoping is what leads us into finally, finally having all of, uh, you know, this phase paying off and, and getting somewhere. I mean, dude, that that I think is the biggest thing that Loki has. Going uh,
0: against it is having to set that up and answer those things. Yeah. And I don't think it's even going to try to. Like, I think that they're really going to focus on this one just being as standalone good as possible if it works for other things cool, if not similar to Loki season one right yeah. they set the rules and they're like hey it's up to y'all motherfuckers to follow them or not yeah and we're still in this phase of the MCU that is not only post end game but is also uh pre during and post pandemic era that is also first foray into the Disney plus shows of what that looks era of treating TV shows like movies and does that work can it work seems like it can't yeah <laughs> right um with so many uh of the different mega stars involved in these projects getting canceled getting going through like horrible things including jonathan majors yeah um it's there's just so many things up in the air and and the strikes not even to bring that into it like there's so much going against things working out um and that i don't think is to say that it'll never get back and it'll never fix itself because like we can look back at the last 15 years of marvel studios movies and projects and craft whatever narrative we want but the reality is it didn't all just work out like oh yeah, there was all so many of the factors that I'm saying now applied to those movies then did they have licenses for this did they not when did they get things what director dropped out of what project uh, Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man like Ant-Man coming out of the time that it did in the phases <laughs> like this makes no sense like but we're able to look back and be like eh, it doesn't fucking matter because it, it got there in the end I'm still hopeful I'm losing faith and that I expect it but I'm still hopeful that it is all going to start to Makes sense. I do not think being realistic about the timeline because of all those things, specifically the strikes, that this is going to be the season of Loki that leads into um, Avengers, um, Kang Dynasty, or even Secret Wars. I think yeah. there's going to be a season three of Loki.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, so it's, it's three things. Number one, the big MCU question. We're going to get Fantastic Four. We're going to get X-Men. Like, no matter how off the rails this all gets, like, they, there will be some degree of course correction just because... those characters are so big and will be such a shift that like when we get past all the Kang stuff whatever the future is I don't worry about it's just making this all feel worth it I think is is the thing Um, I agree I would love for this season to actually just stay standalone. I just don't think we get that in the MCU like I don't think they're capable of doing that which is like to the detriment of any individual project a lot of the time, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to be standalone. I just yeah. don't think that this is going to be the one to set up the big oopsie problem that think they're you're going right. to have to deal with.
1: I, I wonder though, like I, I, I think you're exactly right that this isn't going to end with, they also wouldn't do that in a show, you know, like yeah. they're, they're, this is maybe because like a uh, post-credits of multiverse of madness is also like, you know, uh, Charlie Steren showing up like yeah. They're, they're Yeah. What, what are they called? Um, in, not person? Oh, incursion. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like there, there are going to be like a bunch of little things that drip feed out into, you know, whatever the big thing is. Um, But I don't know, like I, it'll be interesting to see if we get a season three of Loki or if we just get Loki back in the MCU in some other project, you know, mm. like, because I, I don't know how long you can really maintain this full separation without every season feeling really samey. Um, and because the only reason I think that is because this is so firmly focused, like we keep seeing... King everywhere we see the statue we, we're meeting variants like we, we found out that he created the tva like i just don't know how you drag that out much longer if there's also going to be some king conflict happening in the larger mcu you know yeah um but i agree that like this season won't end with a direct lead-in or anything i just i think it'll be interesting seeing how loki and mobius and all these characters factor in if at all to like the movie the avengers of it all
0: yeah yeah yeah, for sure uh one thing i want to talk about is the the final line of the episode The I know a secret about you, but it's gonna make you really angry. Yeah, do you have any theories? Because I
1: do. Um, like off the top of my head, the first two things I thought were either a she had some history with a cake variant, he remains whoever, uh, and her memory got wiped and she doesn't remember it, or b she's straight up like a variant of him or something. And I said that last week, I was like, I,
0: I think it could be the case, it's not the case in the comics, so they would be doing something different, but. Kang's also not he who remains in the comics. So like they could be just
1: totally switching things up. I mean, it certainly, if they, if they introduce that, Uh it certainly helps with the Jonathan majors of it all. Like totally could. Yeah, yeah. totally
0: could. So yeah, it's, it's interesting um, that they, they, I feel like are potentially setting that up sooner than I expected them to. Yeah. Um, There is something that I think is the most interesting thread left right now on this season of the show, which is the recording uh, that they were listening to. That was Kang talking and he says Ravona, like he's talking to her, and it's the for all time, always, like, the, and the, it's kind of like a romantic thing between oh, them. Totally, yeah. But they had to rewind yeah. to hear that part, so it's like, who was listening to that mm-hmm. to get that information, um, and what's the
1: context? What versions of these characters is it? So my theory on that, even though I really like Obi, there's clearly more they're setting up with Obi. Oh um, yeah, and even like the, the is there a the chance theory... he's not bad? <sighs> No, I, which makes me sad because like, I want him to be good, but it's, like, especially they were so completely not subtle with, like, showing his picture and being, like, "Ah, oh, written by my hero, Ouroboros. Like, something's coming there. I mean, it, it could be that he's not even an outright, like, baddie, but he, like, just doesn't get what he's doing or something. Yeah. Like, he doesn't understand, like, the the larger implications of of stuff. But, like, yeah, he he really... They, they keep saying like, oh, like um, he remains created the TBA or whatever. But it's like, did he though? Because like, like OB wrote the handbook and, and did all this other stuff. Um, there's more there to be explained. You know, even if he's not a villain, there's definitely more to his story that we have to find out. So yeah. I, I think that's all will be good.
0: It's, it's really interesting to look at the handbook and the way that this show has been treating time. Like even in this episode, how fascinating it is that she gave him the book. And then what was for her minutes was for him decades. Yes. You know? And I I like how they don't really like make that such a beat us over the head thing. It just kind of happens. And we're like comic book nerds enough to like keep up with it and understand it. (coughs) But how now the new rules of time in a post he who remains world where time is moving at the end of time. God, this is a stupid. I know. It's like so confusing to say out loud. Yeah. But we get it though. Like that's the thing. They did a good enough job that like calling something the end of time and having it continue makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's broken now. That, that works, weirdly. But now that we know that that's happening and time's happening in the TVA and the way that the lower thirds now are like location cards are specifically saying sacred timeline this time, it's really interesting because I feel like we're now in a no man's land that was set up in Loki season one. So whether or not the rest of the MCU is playing by those rules, Loki season two is. Yeah, right? exactly. So I think it's interesting that they're introducing the time slipping and the crack on the floor being like a signal of where it is in time, or even
1: like when a uh, Mobius like graffitied on the 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 thing. Yeah. Well, and even the conversations they have with Obi that are affecting the future as they're having them, or whatever's happening. Which there. is You're not like... how time worked. Yeah. As of Endgame, right? But now it's
0: changed. So that to me is interesting, and we see that with the the handbook, right? so it's interesting that like you know when you ever you think about the times of flat circle things just get so fucking stupid like yeah in the tva time doesn't happen so all moments are happening at the exact same time it's like okay yeah sure whatever that means right but i feel like now while that they still have access to all those different time points the way that it's splitting the timelines they're kind of following it a bit more like they're not getting pruned those timelines are existing so It's a bit less cyclical now and it's a bit more all timelines are moving forward at once and you're able to like match and keep up with that because things aren't getting pruned. So there's just more and more timelines being created anytime that there's a split difference. And so that's why you are allowed to change the future. That's just going to create a new timeline, but that timeline won't get pruned. It'll just keep existing, which is very confusing. (laughs) But to me, I think allows them to kind of have fun with treating time travel the way we all expect time travel to work for a little bit before they either solve the problem or it just gets so messy that
1: they just have to blow it up. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like this season really is, I guess I hadn't even thought about it, but it's like other than obviously Kang, this season isn't big on variants. You know, like that was such a good thing in season one, but it's like it's not like we're bumping into different versions of each other or you know what i mean like it's um so i'm curious to see like even um when they were walking around last week in um you know past london or whatever like i i'm just really curious to see if that becomes a a part of this as there are more branch timelines like is there another is there an ob variant somewhere i guess probably not i I don't know they they, again i think there could go oh sorry go ahead sorry just uh you talking about the ob variant I, uh, it's been a while since I've
0: watched some of the episodes of Loki season one. We got a flashback Ravona episode that was her as a principal. I believe so, yeah. So that to me might throw off my theory about her being a Kang variant. Yeah. Unless it goes
1: deeper than we think. Well, because again, this is why, like, seeing like, like little baby boy Victor Timely grow up into older Victor Timely, like, It's not like he just showed up one day like like he's been there all along. So it's like that could be true of her also uh, because God only knows at which point she was pulled out of that that timeline and brought to the TVA. It's all again like I don't want to do this thing like we did in season one of WandaVision, only season of WandaVision where um, they were talking about, like, oh, my friend's going to come, and it's like, oh, my God, it's Reed Richards. Like, I never want to go so big, or, like, the um, Mephisto stuff. Like, I I never want to overthink it. It might be very simple. It might be that the secret is that they were romantically involved. You know, like, I'm I'm erring towards that, that it isn't going to be these crazy earth- Which is what it is in the comics. Yeah. I think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's even they have a kid somewhere. Like, you know, maybe there is something way deeper to it, but, yeah, the- her being a variant of him feels so off the wall that it would be it would be hard to pull off i think.
0: Yeah. Uh. I think that they could though because the rules aren't defined yet. So it's like they're kind of like making it up as they go, but her being now plot-wise in the furthest time period in the entire MCU is kind of interesting. Yeah. And like what's she going to do to like get out? Like e- even the the scene where she got banished essentially by Sylvie to the end of time um where Victor Timely was like at risk of being pruned. Yeah. instead sent to the TVA. That's interesting. Cause like his whole kind of like, um, begging for mercy moment where he's just like, I'm not, I'm not that man. Like, I'm not that person. I'm not
1: bad. And it's like, he is though. Right? right. Exactly. It's like, are we, do we read that as he's full of it and he is that guy? Or do we read that as like, no, like he has the chance to be good and they're interfering. Like, yeah, I really like that ambiguity. Um, I also, I, again, like I just said, I didn't want a much exposition, but I am kind of curious how, um, what caused time to start mattering in um at the end of time because like in in the tva we know it's because of the looms and everything like if it's directly related to that i find that really interesting um well isn't it related i mean to he who remains dying well yeah i guess i guess that that stopped the protection of the timelines or whatever but it's just interesting to me of like um that body is really decayed and it's like yeah the only reason i ask that is because like Thing, we, we've seen, I think, it, it felt like that was what they're presenting, that when they're talking to Ob in the past in the TVA, it's affecting the present-day TVA. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the only reason I'm asking that is because I'm very curious of if they can now affect what's happening at the end of time as well. Like if we'll do, like revisit the end of season one when they were there. It, like, I, I guess I'm even wondering if we, if we revisit that period where he remains is still alive in interesting. I don't yeah. think so.
0: But that, yeah. that's, that's interesting to bring up. The, what you're saying here, Something that I had a question about last night that is making a little bit more sense potentially now is why when they got to the end of time, like rocks were like falling and like, like the place was like falling apart a bit. Him decaying, I get like a visual thing to us of like time has passed. Yeah, time has passed. Like yeah. he's getting old. It felt a little weird that like random things are falling. Maybe it's because when she, te- or, yeah, she teleported in, like when she hit the floor, it, like rumbled and something. But like maybe there was something
1: else happened that somebody did something in the past that affects... That that happened there at that time, right? Exactly. I, I don't know. Like it, again, like it's like they, they could this will either be nothing and they'll never touch on it at all, or they could go really deep into it. But like it excites me that it could go either way, and I'm I'm staying optimistic. I like really want to see them like keep up the momentum. Um, and yeah, I, I hope they do something cool. I hope we're wrong with all of it. I hope we don't guess it. Like you know, like yeah, I hope oh, it's totally. I hope it's weird and creative because like um, I think what I like so much about season one is I couldn't predict it, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's that's like fingers crossed. What I hope they're doing here. I mean, season one just kind of
0: fulfilled all the things where it's like, if we wanted a cameo, it kind of happened. If yeah. we wanted a surprise, it happened. We all, If you want a giant kaiju, kaiju like boss fight, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and then also the big bad of the next saga was introduced. Like, I, I don't think any of us would have actually... like. I never thought we would see Jonathan Majors in season 1. No, no right? way. Yeah. And him to get a whole episode and it to be he who remains. Like that was incredible.
1: Like I don't know that they can match that. But I know that they know that they need to try. Yeah, exactly. And and it's like the pressure must be crazy. So it's like you wonder you wonder if they'll keep it normal or like that that's always my big thing now with these projects and like obviously you mentioned the strikes and like there was that thing now that they're going to you know, I think per the agreement with the WGA they're going to have showrunners now and they're going to be Mm -hmm. picking things through from the beginning which is like crazy they weren't already doing that um so it's like I think shows are going to fundamentally change and this feels like um either Mm -hmm. the last or one of the last I mean barring I guess um Echo and Daredevil well I mean that so that's what's interesting right it's like um and there's so much news that's unconfirmed
0: now so like I don't know if if you know something more than I do let me know but with where at currently it sounds like Deadpool 3 is officially not going to hit May um there's it's not necessarily true that uh captain america is going to move up to that slot but production wise it sounds like it potentially could um i and then show wise echo got pushed out of this year yeah um ironheart seemingly got pushed years down the line which is weird because everything we know that show is done production wise we know there's magic and shit so post production and also the tech of the gear is going to need visual effects so those are being pushed but you look at the rest of it, Moon Knight season two, Miss Marvel season two, She-Hulk season two. Those are the three and shows that potentially could get season two. They were filming never Wonder formally Man, announced.
1: Wonder Man also. Wonder right? Man.
0: Yeah. Um, like Roger was just telling me like seemingly scrapped.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Like something
0: happened. That they're like, we're just not even going to do this. Then there's um, uh, the show that changes names every five seconds, the Agatha... Covenant of oh, Chaos, yeah, Covenant of Chaos. Like, yeah, but uh, like it keeps ch- changing, whatever
1: the, the yeah, like Tales of Harkness or something. whatever the fuck, yeah, yeah, House yeah. of Harkness was one of Harkness, them, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. there
0: was like a third coven of Chaos, and um, there was a third one. But yeah, whatever the hell that ends up being, like I think that that seems further away than it ever did at this point. Yeah. Um. So it is interesting, like what and Daredevil as well. Like they are already kind of said that they're taking a pause and they're reworking it. I think that with all that in mind it's potentially the best thing to happen to the MCU is a break.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. I, I, I also think that like, whatever that next Kevin Feige on stage moment, D 23, whatever, whatever it ends up being is going to be like, this is the new, like we are completely rethinking everything. Like, like the phases are now this, um, not every project we've talked about in the past is canceled. We, we consolidated a lot, or, or is coming rather we've consolidated a lot. And so like, this is the new lineup. Like yeah. I, I could totally see that happening. I can see, um, ideas that were in shows just getting folded into other things or just being killed altogether. Um, it's going to be crazy. I mean, like, the Marvels, this and the Marvels, it, like, like through the end of this year, feels like, obviously, it's it's what was already planned. I, I don't think they're making changes as a result of any of the rest of this. But yeah, like, 2024, I think is going to, I think we're going to see a lot of things um, either outright killed or just quietly killed. <laughs> like, I, I think there's a chance that, um, like, Echo is still going to come out, but it's interesting if all this stuff about them completely redoing uh Born Again, you know, like effectively like like rebooting it uh affects what they were setting up in Echo. Like like again, like there are ripples to all of these things. And it's like the, the biggest strength and the greatest weakness of the MCU is that if you do something to one project, it really affects so many other things like downstream. So yeah, I, I it'll be fascinating when we get the next like proper timeline update.
0: Totally. And even without an update to like production schedule, I think just like looking at the facts of the releases of things if we're gonna get if this is the last show that we get for a while which seems like might be the case um echo i mean last we heard was gonna come out thanksgiving weekend and it was gonna be a binge drop it's probably done yeah they were gonna drop it all at once right so i imagine we will see that next year i don't think it gets canceled i think they put that out um but i feel like that will feel more like because of the binge release More similar to a um not an i am group because i think that is like so clearly different yeah but more of a uh werewolf by night or um, Mm. guardian's holiday special type release where it's like oh yeah yeah, this it it happened but it still feels lesser than even though it's not but like it just you know not quite a show not quite a movie it's this
1: other thing this is where i mean like um i know we're going along but I, i i'll just say like i i think the the way they're doing shows i'm really excited to hear they're rethinking them because the MCU in and of itself, like obviously WandaVision to Doctor Strange is a much better like what I think they were thinking when when these things came together. They are proper Marvel Studios productions like they're going to not feel separate. And I think like 10 projects later, they do feel separate. They do feel like they have less of an impact than we'd want to see. And it, it kind of reminds me of like the old like Netflix Daredevil days where they would say like one character would be like the green New- guy or the Battle of New York. And we'd all be like. Oh my God, It's connected, <laughs> but like that's not enough anymore, you know, um, and I, I think like if they're really going to try and make TV shows, they number one need to make them good TV shows. and I think having like, experienced showrunners and a good plan is part of that. And number two, like if you're going to bother doing it, like make them feel substantial. Like I, I, I think if there aren't like a million of them every year, if they're really going to make it like these are special things that just are better suited for the format of TV, they should still matter. They should still feel like required viewing the same way. Every MCU thing does like, like they can have stakes. They can matter. Like secret invasion drove me crazy because it felt like we didn't end in that different of a place for where we began. So it's like, it, it went on its own little journey or whatever, but I, I don't really feel like it's going to matter. And it was secret um, invasion. Yeah, exactly. Which like could have been a phase.
0: We're talking about this recently. It's like, I think that one of the biggest differences of where that show ends versus where it starts is Fury's wife is now with him on the spaceship. We're about to watch the Marvels in about a month is that character going to be there named referenced probably not i really don't think and it so, frustrates yeah. me like, i agree that is like the biggest thing that, that show changed pretty much right in terms of like where our characters are at and yeah. like, i i i would bet that they don't i'm going to be stoked if they do but or are you going to be sto- like even if well, do, I'm gonna be stoked like, just just for the connectivity. Of, yeah, yeah, just, just sure. to show that they actually give a shit and that yeah. it does matter. I'm not gonna be excited to see Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you know <laughs> what I mean. Uh, but like, I just want I want to see that there that somebody is paying attention and somebody yeah. cares.
1: I agree because um yeah I I think we're in a weird spot. I think everyone feels a little fatigued. I think a lot of these things have not felt like they've had the payoffs we want from them. So like I'm hoping we start to course correct soon. I mean again the build up Fantastic Four and X Men like, no matter what is exciting, it just is. Like, no matter how out I am by that point, I will come back in for that, you know? And and the thing with the
0: fatigue, and we've talked about this a lot, I've talked about this a lot. I feel like clearly it exists and it's there and that the quality control is all over the place. This is not what I wished Marvel would be. Do I think that it's horrible and that there's a major problem? Not necessarily. Like, I think that there's been worse times in Marvel Studios phases in history, but there's been way better. Like, I feel like the moment we got to phase three, everything was cooking and we were just like on the special moment. And with where we've been at in four and five, I don't think it's as dire as people make it seem. There's a lot of major wins and I'm thankful and excited that one of the most major unanimously decided wins. And one that I think is a win is Spider-Man no way home, which at the end of the day, what Spider-Man no way home did was take two decades of bad, bad decisions and just bullshit that they didn't get to decide how things go and make it work (laughs) within the MCU. So if they could pull having the fucking lizard from Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man and Sandman off in the same film with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and all the baggage that has to go with that, was it a perfect film? No. Was it a perfect movie? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like if they can do that, it seems like they're going to have a bunch of fun with Deadpool of, like, Deadpool 3. Being what it is with the Wolverine and all that stuff and every rumor that we've heard about it kind of just sounding amazing and like playing with the Fox universes. It could also talk shit about Marvel Studios directly in a way that Deadpool 1 and 2 did about Fox. And I think that that can begin a healing process of righting the wrongs. So by the time we get to a actual collab, which is really what we just want to see, we're frustrated we're not seeing collabs. So if we finally see Moon Knight hanging out with Miss Marvel, we're gonna pop off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right. I think Deadpool can course correct. I think uh Secret Wars just in and of itself can course correct because it'll it, it's a lot a of that definition. same no way home energy. Yeah. Um and I think you're right. I think the first time it just feels like cause we haven't even gotten like a civil war level, you know, it, it's like we've just had a lot of separate things. And it's like phase five does not feel materially different than phase four. Like it does not feel like there's been a seismic shift whatsoever. And so up. I just want it to feel like it matters. Like what is I, phase five so far? It started Wakanda Forever, right? No, it was Ant Man, right? Quantum oh, God, Yeah, I, I think Wakanda Forever ended phase yeah. four. Yeah. So it was Quantum Secret Invasion, and, and Loki. Loki, yeah. And then we have the Marvels next. That's it. And it's like, I guess on paper, when the plan was that we're building up to King Dynasty and Secret Wars, obviously the cutoff was King because, like, Ant Man is all King, Loki Season 2 is all King, Secret Invasion, whatever. Um, but I, I, I get it like so. yeah Mar- yeah uh, that's true actually yeah getting the cosmic stuff set up um yeah that's totally fair and so but on, didn't on paper i get why that was the cutoff point but these projects have not felt no. like they're they're different enough you know and i think that's it um and i think you're right though when we finally get an avengers or even like one of those soft kind of half avengers things where like three heroes are in the together I-, I think it could work really well um I'm excited for the Marvels. It's a little bit of that, you know? Yeah. Let's um, talk about that.
0: Right. Because the Marvels is our next project coming out. And I I feel like interest is at an all time low. Like I, I feel like my hype for it, despite it having good trailers, I would say, I'm just kind of like, it's going to happen, but like, I'm not excited to go see it. And like, that kind of blows my mind, but I think it's kind of putting me in a good place. It having the lowest runtime of any MCU movie excited about that. Uh, the, the lack of promo for it is going to definitely hurt the movie because of the strikes and all that. Um, but I'm excited to kind of go in and I think in some ways, maybe that means less being barrauded with clips. Um, so we might not know every single thing in the movie, but we do know that it explicitly ties to Miss Marvel more than any movie has
1: tied to a show since Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's like, um, I love the, the casting of Miss Marvel. I loved everything, pretty much everything other than the villains in that show was great. And I, I love her as Miss Marvel. And I, unfortunately though, it wasn't like a highly viewed show. It was like one of the the less popular shows. Um, so I, I understand why like the average like MCU post-Endgame fan might not even know this character enough to love them yet. And also like, let's be real, like at the end of WandaVision, wanda was the character you know it's like it's not like there there's like like people dying to see what's going to happen um with the rambo family either you know so it's like this weird it is in this weird place and captain marvel itself for stupid reasons was like controversial in its own right when when the first movie came out so i think all three of those things like are working against kind of the the typical hype and the strikes and everything else you said i want to go into that movie and be blown away like i am hoping it, it i i still think the dynamic and the shifting could be really fun like I think the trailers have been fun. Maybe really don't need more Beastie Boys at this point. Like, I feel like we can, we can put them to bed in MCU stuff. Um, I, I, I get that. <laughs> I'm just so happy though. It was intergalactic. Yeah. I feel yeah like intergalactic sure. is such a good song. Yeah, and it yeah, never yeah. had its moment and I'm happy it did, but yes, yeah. cool. we did it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, but I hope it's great and I hope it gives us momentum because I think you're right that we're, we're due for a break and I hope it, I hope it isn't just another one of these, like it was pretty good. Cause then it's, it, that break will feel longer if we don't have hype. Yeah. Um I, I wonder what will get set up to you. Like, Shang-Chi too is floating around somewhere in this. Too. I hope we like, get Shang-Chi. Like, yeah. you
0: know, because, like, that's the thing. We're getting the bangles. We're, yeah. we, we're explicitly getting the bracelet set up in Miss Marvel. Like, in the trailer, we see the the villain kind of, like, dealing with that stuff. So, and that's why the whole shifting, whatever it's called, uh, between the three characters is happening is because right. of the bangles, as we saw at the post-credits of Miss Marvel. So, I'm happy we're getting the connections to the show. Me too, me too. And, I will say, though, it's a little bit of a letdown that the um, shows and movies connecting, for the most part, are post credit scenes that are just scenes from the movie. Like we saw it now with with Ant-Man and, and, or or, or from the show, I guess. I mean, I guess it was a scene from the Marvels in Miss Marvel, the movie to the show, but it's a scene from the show to the. (laughs) You got it. You got it. Show to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Loki to, or with. Yeah, Loki season yeah. two scene in um, uh,
1: Multiverse of Madness. That was as confusing as timeline. Exactly. But yeah. You got there. You got there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's true. I mean, they did that like a million years ago. The the Civil War one mm-hmm. with like, um, man, man. yeah, which was like, at the time, I actually liked that they did it. But I agree. Like, I think like those scenes are becoming so valuable because we, these projects have been so like like stretched out that like I I do hope we get like a proper what the hell is coming next thing at the end of the marvels because the, the one at the end of shang chi i, I want to have payoff for you know like we have to i mean I, yeah like
0: that's the thing is like that was one of the <clears throat> coolest uh post credits i think we've ever seen because it opened things up i had no idea what they're hinting at it's not like oh it's thanos infinity gauntlet i get it hype as hell obviously cool but i love that it was like bruce banner is with Captain Marvel. Yeah. And Wong is working with them, and they found this this beacon, whatever, and it's Bruce Banner, clearly with the hurt arm. He's not Hulk. Like, so much was there to talk about and, like, like what's going on? But here we are, years removed, and we have no idea what's happening. But it was fun to see the Ten Rings logo and stuff in Miss Marvel, and they're clearly... Let's have this conversation a couple of weeks after Miss Marvel. Yeah, I agree. I the agree. Marvels. We, like a st- end of
1: 2023, state of the MCU. I exactly. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I agree. I agree.
0: Let us know in the comments below <laughs> what you thought of Loki season two, episode three, what you think about the MCU overall currently, uh, what you're most excited for, and what you're thinking about the
1: Marvels. Andrew, where can people find you? Uh, I'm just Garfep on Twitter, X, formerly on Twitter, I guess, um, which I'm barely using these days, but I'm there. Um, Also on Threads and Blue Sky under that name. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, everyone. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for hanging out here. We'll be back next week. Uh, I don't know who will be joining me, but I'm trying to get a different guest every week. So that should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. And until next time, I love you all. Have a marvelous day.